All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. Hi, I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about a man who has done so much and made us laugh so many times. I'm going to turn this one over to let Mr. Patrick introduce. Who are we talking about? Robin Williams, <clears throat> the man, the myth, the legend. And unfortunately, the R.I.P. The R.I.P. <laughs> now. <clears throat> well, it was a good run there. One <laughs> minute. <laughs> And but, the show has reached a new low. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 wah. No, but he is uh, just—he's done so much. He's you know acted movies, TV shows. Started out in Mork and Mindy, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which was phenomenal. Which actually was a spinoff when oh, he did the guest spots on Happy Days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was bringing up. I still can't believe that that was a spinoff of Happy Days. I've yep. watched a lot of Happy Days because it was on Nick at Night when I was yep. going to bed. I. Mork and Mindy from Happy. <laughs> Draw me the line to connect those two. Well, so Mork visited Earth, and Fonz was the only one I think that was able to kind of beat him out when mm. against his alien superpowers or whatever tricks he had. But he showed up, and I must have missed that episode. Yeah. And so, but he was such. I think he. I don't think he was just one episode. I think he showed up a couple times. I'm not 100 percent on that, but I know he was at least at least one. And people love the character so much, they're like. Well, let's make a show about him. Just like Laverne and Shirley. You know, mm-hmm. that was a spinoff of Happy mm-hmm. Days. That was, you know, their dates in there. But, <clears throat> yes, I, I I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It is a long stretch, but Fonz did jump the shark, which is where <laughs> that famous term comes from. So, yep. you know, they pushed the boundaries in Happy Days. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> they were really thinking. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> but, so, he started out there. Mork and Mindy is where I remember first really seeing Robin Williams, because uh, that's before he got into movies. I know he might have done one or two small roles during that tenure of the show, <clears throat> but then he's gone on and done so much. So, Oh, yeah. Number one question. Favorite Robin Williams? Ooh. I know my answer. I have that locked and loaded. Go ahead. Hook. Hook. All right. 100%. All right. <clears throat> Pan the man. That movie. <laughs> yep. I think that's one of his, if not his best <clears throat> role. Um, it's a fantastic movie, and it was it wasn't um, so much a comedy. It was a little bit more dramatic for him, but it's still a fantastic movie. He played that part so well. I think he was one of the first, if not the first, people to play Peter Pan that wasn't a woman. Yeah, yep. yeah, <clears throat> very true. Yes, <laughs> unless it was a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> What's a paramecium brain? That's a paramecium <laughs> brain. It's a single cell organism that can't fly. <laughs> Don't mess with me, man. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> what is like, uh, where are your parents? <clears throat> All grown ups are pirates. Okay, and <laughs> we kill pirates. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I, I, I enjoyed that one. That one, that one kind of you know, broke the tradition yeah. of it all. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I like the, the theme of it, you know, goes back to live a real life and forgets everything. Yeah. And, you know, so... The one thing I did that, um, one of their interpretations, like, in the cartoons when you saw it as a kid, the crocodile that was hunting Captain Hook was always just, like, a crocodile in the water just waiting for him to fall in, like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. eat But in that movie, it was, like, five stories tall, and they yeah. made it into, like, the Big Ben clock, and mm-hmm. then it, yep. it does wind up eating Hook because it falls down on him. Yep. <laughs> like, how's he still alive? <laughs> like, how'd you kill that thing? <laughs> Yeah, it's bigger than your boat. <laughs> right? <laughs> and talking about movies where 
you know, supporting actors. Like, we had the Tom Cruise episode. We, mm. uh, I mentioned Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman and Hook. Yep. <clears throat> did an excellent job as Captain Hook. Yes, I he think, did. Yeah, know. he did. I, I did like the fight that they're, uh, you know, when they first square back off as he realizes, you know, he's he is Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. And he's... Uh, when they're doing their fighting, they're like, I remember you being much taller. He's like, yeah, to a 12-year-old, I'm huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was a really good movie. What, what about you, Mr. Gavin? Do you have a... I would... Um, <clears throat> man, it's, it's a tough one. I would probably still have to go with Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. okay. Help is on the way, dude! <laughs> Help is on the way! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know... Speaking of, you know, a female actor, <laughs> I mean, if you've, you've got a guy who can put on, you know, a muumuu and a, a, a prosthetic face and a, and a wig and pretend to be an old British lady, yeah. uh, you got to have a good movie there. Yeah. <laughs> I like when he's making the calls trying to get the job, but he's single getting at all, all the competition. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, hey, I don't work well with the boys because it used to be one. <laughs> <laughs> Layla, get back in your sail. <laughs> he just starts out with screaming. She's like, yeah. hello? <laughs> don't make me get out the house. <laughs> hello? Yeah, like, hello. <laughs> I like how he's trying to prepare to be a nanny. He's just in his living room. He's chugging a beer and he's just like watching a cooking channel. I like, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. taking notes. <laughs> the one part about that movie that always gets me like... I. I know it's coming, but I still almost fall out of my chair laughing. It's such a simple scene, but he's going back when he's in the restaurant meeting with the big <clears throat> owner of the television studio when he's giving him his ideas and he's supposed to meet him and he's like getting fucking hammered with him, mm-hmm. but he's going back and forth to the, he's got the family dinner mm-hmm. there too. And he's changing. <laughs> Once he gets back into his normal guy clothes and he forgot the mask is the mask is on he and he turns around and he looks at the mirror and he's like oh! <laughs> just, just his reaction just his just thinking about that scene makes him burst out the laughter it's just that scene <laughs> see mine is a short part um, I, th- I can't remember if it's even before or after that when he's got like the dentures in and they fall in the in the champagne glass <laughs> and he's like so hammered he's like Oh, I gotta get the teeth. I gotta get the, the teeth in. Oh, you got a point. That's nice. And then, like, him and Pierce Brosnan to try to get the And then he's, like, flinging it out all over his face. Put in Pierce Brosnan. I like how he's so pissed that he's dating his, his ex wife, and he goes out to the car and rips off the Mercedes symbol. He's like, Here, this fell off your car. Oh, I think some hoodlums got this for you. It fell off. Was it an expensive piece? <laughs> man drives like a car like that he must be compensating for something (laughs) (laughs) there's a video on YouTube that explains like how Robin Williams is actually the bad guy because he tried to kill Pierce Brosnan because of the food allergy oh yeah with the pepper yep So, like, apparently uh, Robin Williams committed a major, like, attempted murder, and, like, he should actually be put in jail for that one scene. <laughs> but it was only, he was, he didn't have the full, he, he had the reaction where he was, like, gonna sneeze and stuff, but he was, it's because he swallowed that thing, got lodged in his throat. So it wasn't really the allergic reaction fully, it was that it affected him and got, but he saved him. And, he, yeah, he saved him, so, <laughs> ha. Yeah. All right, you hear that, Matt Pat? You, fuck you. you yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, boot that. No, he's he's right. That was an attempted murder, but it was a full a saving. Yes. <laughs> yes. It wasn't an attempted saving. <laughs> so he's really half a hero yeah. at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
He's it's like bank. robbing the bank than turning yourself in. Like, I caught the guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's like robbing the bank and bringing the bank back more money. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to open an account, please. <laughs> yeah. like this open, is actually yours. This I'd like to open money. an account with this money. <laughs> yeah, this money is yours I saw already. this from your, from your competing bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think for me, um, I'm going to go to one... As usual, we, get, we can't always agree, but I do agree those are great movies. I love them. Um, but for me, I'm going to go more on the serious side, because Robin Williams has done quite a bit of serious or dramatic, yeah. and that would be Dead Poets Society. Okay. That, to me, that was one of the first movies I saw that really pushed from his normal comedian. Yeah. You know, he may have done other stuff prior to that, but for me, that was the first one, serious one that I saw. And just great movie, Oh, oh Captain, My Captain, Teaching the Kids... Uh, just it's just great all around. I mean, you know, he's he's you know basically teach them poetry, you know, in English and stuff like that. And he has his comedy stuff in there as well. But it's it's a very serious movie, and the ending's very dramatic, and all the kids standing up on the desk for him to support him. You know, even though he got fired wrongfully, uh, it was just their way of saying, "Hey, you know, we respect you. We didn't know you were a little crazy, but we love you, man. Mm. Thanks, Robin." <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, Captain, my captain. Captain, my captain. That ending does almost make me want to tear up. Yeah. Just watching him. Because the very ending is him just saying, thank you. Thank you, boys. Thank you. And then it cuts to credits. Hmm. Beautiful. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. 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 I brought you down. Sorry. But we'll we get more to that later with the tears. But for now. Well, back to the funny <coughs> guy, brother. <laughs> okay, we'll get back to funny. <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> Fuck no, it's going to be yards away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't really talk Robin Williams without talking about his stand-up. Yeah. No, 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 no. He has done, he's done quite a, quite a few stand-ups, but yeah. he has, but that's what I'm saying, he's, you know, he just, TV did stand-up, you know, plenty, a lot of stand-up routines, I mean, he's been all over in, in film and stuff, but, uh, but he has had a mixture of comedy and serious. His main, yeah. what he's known for is comedy, I mean, that's... Yeah. <clears throat> you know, Nanu Nanu. Well, I, I think probably and his... And the genie is Aladdin. Yep. Yep. And, um, and also probably his... I mean, it was a serious role, but he still got to play the, the goofy funny guy in it. You know, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Vietnam! <laughs> and I just like everyone in the radio, they're like, what the hell is going on here? That's what we should do for our news stories. And he would have, and the voices that he would do in there were so freaking hilarious. It was like, uh, um, Oh man, who was it? Didn't what? he do one of the impression of one of the presidents or something? He did. <clears throat> the president at the time, I can't remember. Who, uh, was that Drew? Was that no? Carter? Nixon. Nixon. Was it Nixon? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, uh, well, he, <clears throat> one of the he had the um, the the effeminate gay guy, the, the the fashion designer voice that he would do. He was like, you know what? One, I I got some new designs for the military because you know they wear the camouflage, but when they stand in front of the boots, I can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that one. <laughs> and then he had like, uh, 
uh, I can't remember the, the it was like the radio <clears throat> guy who was trying to do the military intelligence, but he was like he had had too many bombs go off by his head. And he's like, so have you uh, have you found Charlie? Well, you know we go down to the village and we'd ask him. They said, "Are you Charlie?" And I said, "No." So we can't find him. <laughs> 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 All the voices that he did on that radio show were were just hilarious. <laughs> and that that one took a serious turn, too. I mean, obviously, it was during the Vietnam War. Yeah. But, like, him meeting that kid, and he befriended that kid, and then he ended up being, like, that informant. That, remember that one vi- villager uh, or uh, bar they yeah, went to? Yeah, he was got working bombed. with the North Vietnamese. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, how could you do this? You know, and he was like, you were my friend. Or, you know, that he because he was just trying to help the kid out, and it turns right. out... Well, he was also trying to date the kid's sister. (laughs) Okay, whatever. (laughs) They're overseas. He's lonely. Man's got to get a little metal jacket. Yeah, they horny a long time. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nothing about being too buku. Too buku. Too buku. That's pure Alabama black snake. (laughs) Well, there's a there's one that got so ridiculed. By critics, by fans, I personally, for what it is, and now it's become a cult classic. Was he did play Popeye? Hmm. There's an old. Popeye I do remember movie. seeing that as a kid. <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything about the movie, but I do remember he was a, a ginger Popeye in that movie. Yep, and, and he that had is the, literally the only thing I can remember. It was just a little harbor town. I mean, obviously, it, it, it was almost like watching like a play hmm. if when you're watching a movie because <clears throat> you know you could clearly tell that the props looked like they were supposed to look fake. Yeah. You know, like it was supposed to look like it was you're almost, at Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on, almost on like set. you're on a, uh, um, well, like a comic reel. Yes. And I remember he did that one. Uh, I mean, he's he also got into, out of the drama and the comedy, he started getting like psychological drama stuff yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, he did, you know. A photo uh, booth? Uh, one, one hour photo. photo. One hour photo. Uh, insomnia. Mm-hmm. He ended up being the creepy bad guy in that. Uh, one hour photo. He was really creepy. Yeah. I think that was more. He played more like just the socially inept, lonely guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, overly friendly, but it took a wrong turn for him. <clears throat> and then he did uh, the final cut. I never saw that, but that is yeah. on my list. It's a unique movie because basically people have these like chips in them from birth, and their whole life when they die, they. For their funeral, they they do like a life tribute, and they have what they call cutters, and they're basically editors, but they mm. call cutter, and they go through their entire life, and what they do is they also filter out. So if that person in their memory did something bad, like maybe cheated on his wife or you know beat the kid, they would cut that stuff out oh. so that nobody would see that portion of them or the stuff that nobody knew about. <clears throat> and it ends up, uh, I believe you have to be. There's something about it where. If you don't have the chip or something, you're not allowed to be. Or I can't remember the entire price. Again, there's a movie I saw once, and it was when it first came out mm. on DVD or whatnot. But yeah, there's something about it. apparently. <clears throat> yeah, so there's something about it. Like you can't be a cutter if this thing happened to you, or if if this if you're not part of this. Mm. Something about it. But that was a unique one. Insomnia creeped me out because he played a, a, a creeper. The other one, it's not a movie, even though it's not a movie, we're talking about Robin Williams here, though, so, is he played um, 
a psycho guy in an episode of Law and Order SVU. Yes, I was yep. just about to bring that up. And that's based off a true story. Technically, he gets away. Like, they never find the body in that episode. No. He was handcuffed and he jumps into the river, but they never find him. So technically, he could come back as a rapist serial killer. I mean, it is SVU. So you rape mean he is, could have. Yeah. Well, the episode... Yes. I'm, the episode <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> The one I'm talking about is actually there's. They made a movie about it, not with Robin Williams, mm-hmm. but they made a movie about the similar situation of what he was mm-hmm. doing, and that's where he was making these fake phone calls to fast food places. So I don't know if we're talking about the same episode. We might be, um, but what he does is this guy would call fast food place that he kind of scoped out. He'd see like work there, and he'd be very vague, and he would tell, "Let me speak to the manager," and he's like, "Do you?" You have an employee, blonde-haired girl about this age. She stole some money out of the register. And, you know, I'm a police officer. I can't get there right now, but I need you to detain her, you know, get her in the back, whatever. And these managers actually did this. This guy, in real life, did this across the country on, like, multiple places. Gets to a point where they're like, all right, now stay on the phone with me. You're doing good. You know, we got officers on the way, but it's going to be, you know, delayed. It's going to be another hour, but we need you to make sure... She, and she's like, find the money, and they're like looking in the purse. Well, there's no money here, and they're like, well, they probably have it on them. Go ahead and have them, you know, strip down. And it gets so creepy where they end up having people do sexual acts on them, and these managers are actually fucking doing it because they're so stupid that they believe this is a fucking police officer. And like, you know, ma'am or sir, you're doing a great job. You're doing a good thing for your, you know, you know, for the police force. You know, we're gonna highly recommend you get a promotion. Blah blah blah. Um, I'll have to look up what the name of the movie is. That one gets fucking weirder. But it goes in a lot more depth. Mm. But Robin Williams plays the guy that's doing that. And he's got like these burner phones. And then when they find mm. him, he's in his house. And it's it's creepy yeah. seeing him like that. Kind of reminded me of like the insomnia version did, of him. Did they open the door and he just goes... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just on the phone. He's, and he acts like he didn't do anything wrong. And he he's very... He's very intellectual, you know. He's he's very smart. Carries himself very well when he's talking, but it's just so damn creepy. Because I remember seeing that movie about it, mm. and then I remembered reading the story because I heard it was based on a true story. And I read all these articles about it, and it was so insane that this person did it to all these different restaurants, all these. And it was always fast food restaurants, mm. and he'd always target like a girl at a certain age, maybe not the same hair color, maybe not exact type, but. Mm. Like, why would you do that? Like, it's not like they're doing yeah. it to them. They're, they're having, they're like almost getting off on someone else doing it. Yeah. And just listening on the phone. Because they ask him to like, describe what she's wearing. Like, you know, what's her bra color? Right? Have her take the bra off, you know, because she's probably hiding it, you know, under the bra. And, you know, describe her nipples. And like, it's it gets to that kind of weird, man. It's, it's like, weird. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Robin Williams to me, his creepiest thing. And I'm like, oh, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, Robin, Robin. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I can't picture him as Aladdin. Oh, as a yeah, genie sorry Aladdin about now. that. Thanks. Sorry, sorry. You, you, I didn't make the you character. Ruined my childhood star. Blame the producer, Law and Order SVU. <laughs> dick Wolf, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> dick move, Dick. <laughs> I mean, SVU has ruined a lot of good actors. Like they, they portrayed John, John Stamos. Like they, they take the people you really like and they make them out to be these horrible, sex offending, evil. Bastards. <laughs> bastard goaded bastards with bastard billing. I remember when John, the John Stamos episode, I remember something like, oh, Uncle Jesse, come on. <laughs> so, back to Robin Williams' movies, though. 
Uh, another one that was really good that's a little more serious. You talked about it, but I can't remember exactly how many weeks ago it was. We mentioned it in one of the episodes, Bicentennial Man. Yes, oh, that is a fantastic movie. It's that's another one that's pretty long too, if I remember. It's like, it's like two and a half hours, I think. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but very good, worth every yeah. minute. Oh, one hundred percent. And that was you know basically just getting to be wants to be human. Yeah, or wants to be able to be as close to human as possible. But I can't remember what episode we talked about. It was the about uh, Robots and Robots. movie. <clears throat> okay. Um, there is a movie that I really love, but it's one of his sadder movies. Jack. <clears throat> yeah. That oh. movie will make me tear up. Especially oh, he's aging faster than he's... Yeah, so he's like a 40-year-old guy going to like an elementary school. Yeah, he's basically like seven years old yeah. or something. Or eight. But when he has the heart attack in the movie, I start getting a little misty-eyed, I'm not going to lie. And it's generally pretty funny, but towards the end it gets a little sad. And then when they all graduate high school, he's like 90. Yeah. 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 He's like trying to jump in the back of the convertible, but he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like old and feeble. Yeah. Like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't even go out and party. He's on like so many, so many medications at that yeah. point. <laughs> <clears throat> well, another one, if you want to talk about <clears throat> that has serious and funny in it too, is uh, Patch Adams. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that one kind of has a sad role to it. Mm-hmm. One of his more dramatic roles. Yep. But I'd, I'd say if you want to go full on serious, uh, that's really not a whole lot of funny in, in my opinion. So, hunting? No, well that one too. Mm-hmm. But uh, Awakenings. That's with that Robert one. De Niro. Yeah, he becomes this. Uh, he's like this doctor. He joins this new hospital. He gets a job, and all the patients there are basically. I can't remember the the name of the the illness or the, whatever they're. Uh, condition is <clears throat> but they're basically just comatose mm-hmm. and like they're there like they're not sleeping their eyes are open so they you know they move them around and they have them sitting near windows and stuff and they try to communicate they're trying to find a way like what it's actually causing because they don't know <clears throat> so robin williams starts experimenting with combinations of different drugs and different stuff and he finds this one that actually awakens no. The people and Robert De Niro is one of the one of the guys in it does have a sad ending. I can spoil this one because the movie came out in the eighties, yeah. the late eighties, <clears throat> maybe early nineties. Um, but he starts he's living his life, so they're doing all these videos of him, mm-hmm. of like you know they they take all these patients out, but they're doing videos of him like watching like what he used to be like and what he is. Well, medication doesn't fully take forever. And what he find out is they their bodies start getting used to it, and they're drifting back into it. So you slowly see Robert De Niro's character <clears throat> getting back into like he starts losing function, like he's trying to write or draw. An episode of House. It's <laughs> similar. Uh, House probably stole it from them, but he he's just watching videos of him going back in. Like he's doing normal videos of when he's right there, fresh, mm-hmm. talking. His mother was still alive. She can't believe it. She's all in tears when she sees him. But then he starts going back into his state where he can't, like, talk right. And he's like, video me. And he's like, video. And he's like, no, no. He's like, I don't want to do it. Robin Williams like, no, no. It needs People need to see this. And he's literally like shaking. He's like, I want everybody to see me right now. And it's, it's heartbreaking to watch. <laughs> uh, but Robin Williams plays a very serious doctor in that mm-hmm. one. So it's it really good, though. Good movie overall. Sad. Hmm. Another good. movie that um, that came out when I was a kid, <clears throat> and once again I wasn't allowed to watch because it's rated R. 
uh, is the Birdcage. Oh. And, uh, and I heard that's a re- I still haven't seen it. because Even though I'm in my 30s and I'm allowed to watch it now, I still haven't seen it. But I heard it's hilarious. I will it say, Robin Williams doesn't steal the show in there. <laughs> Hank Azaria steals the show in there. By Guatemala, it's, yeah. it's my natural heat. It's my natural. My natural heat. <laughs> will you put on shoes? I cannot wear shoes because they make me fall down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually tries to wear shoes. And he's like constantly falling. Like he can't walk in shoes. Yes, Hank Azaria steals that. But yeah, the banter between uh, Robin Williams and uh, what was the other guy? <clears throat> Uh, Nathan, uh, Nathan Lane. Lane. Yeah, yes. Nathan Lane. He's the second one that's yes. that one. I would he even say really Robin good. Williams was close to still. Even Gene Hackman yeah. was hilarious in that because Gene Hackman plays like a very a political governor or senator or something. Probably governor, I think. So they go to... Very conservative, very the big, Christian. The big crux of the movie is there. <laughs> um, his son is dating her daughter and they're going to do... Robin Williams' son. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're... Um, they're going to do a wedding, right? Well, they're getting married, but he hasn't met his parents. Oh, okay. So he's trying to get his mom to come in, and Robin Williams has since, you know, the beginning of the relationship found out he was gay, mm-hmm. and uh, he married um, Nathan, Nathan Lane. Lane. And so when what they're <coughs> talking about, you know... <coughs> His girlfriend's parents and Gene Hackman, how traditional they are. Like, you know, they're not ready for that. Very Christian, mm-hmm. very conservative, very straight-laced. <laughs> now, he still has a good relationship with his mom. So he wanted to bring his mom in and say that they were still married. And Nathan Lane flipped a bitch. Because <laughs> he doesn't want Nathan Lane there. Yeah. And because of the conservativeness. Mm-hmm. and uh, But his mother wants to come. But you can't so make like, it. She, yeah, she, she can't stuck make in it. traffic she or something. She either gets stuck in traffic or like a car breaks down or something. I can't remember that part. But so now they have to have... Uh, so Nathan Lane dresses as a woman. Because he, he's, a, he's a drag queen. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the, the whole premise of the movie is that the birdcage is the name of the nightclub Robin mm-hmm. Williams owned. And Nathan Lane is like one of the headliner drag queens. Yep. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so the whole dinner is... <laughs> That's that's the best part of the movie is the dinner <laughs> where, where Nathan Lane's trying to trying to be his mom. <laughs> well, the, and he keeps messing up every single time. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> and Gene Hackman actually really likes her. Yeah. Nathan Lane, but he's like, You 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 guys got good values and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think one of the best ones though is when he's trying to explain, he's like, yeah, it says here their last name. I can't I think their last name was Goldman. But what somebody says Coleman, he's like, well, I, I thought it was Goldman and Coleman or something else, and and everybody's in this lie now, like mm. the sun straight. Well, you yeah, know what? Because Hank Azaria is there, and he's one of the like they're he, they basically like, said, could you be butler. the waiter? Yeah. yeah, could you be the waiter for the for the evening? He's like, you want me to be the waiter? Okay. <laughs> and, and he comes out like the first outfit. He comes out, and he's like, you can't wear that. You won't tell me what I can wear too. <laughs> <laughs> Very flamboyant. Uh, you wouldn't believe if you've seen him in other stuff and, never, and then seen him in this. But the the name thing, though, he's like, is it Coleman or Goldman? And then so everybody's panicking and they're trying to figure. And Nathan Lane just 
pops out this line of bullshit and he's like, well, actually, well, we're here, this is it, pronounced this, but, you know, then, but my family's from this, or like Greece, and it's <laughs> and pronounced Coleman, and then, but if you're here, it's like this, because it actually translates to a Coleman-de, or whatever he says, <laughs> and she's like, so, it's like, we don't really know who, or what our last name is until we know where we're at, <laughs> or something along those lines, and they all just completely buy it. And yeah, like, this quick line, the like, line of bullshit, because <laughs> they're all like pretty quick witted on it. Yeah, and everybody's stressed because Robin Williams like trying to make sure he wants his son to have everything. You know, mm. wants him to be happy. Now the, the daughter knows. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The only two that aren't in on it are the parents. Gotcha. And the other big problem is is that the governor Gene Hackman's character is uh, one of their other political friends or or, cons- his or rival person. It was caught in a big scandal, mm-hmm. like something with like an like underage girl or some yeah. shit, or another man or something. Mm-hmm. So he's all about hiding from scandal, and they end up finding out. <laughs> it freaks yeah, so, out. So the the news team ends up finding out that he's there, and the apartment is above the birdcage. Yeah, that they live. So and they have to get out. So they put him in drag. So the whole family dresses up in drag. And even Gene Hackman, and they go dancing through the show so they're going to recognize him, and they get the fuck out of there. It's hilarious. Except the only two that weren't was the son and daughter. Yeah. They just were dancing along yeah. with him. But Gene Hackman's all up there just being like bowing stuff and dancing around. Did someone, try, lipstick to, on did someone try to grab him and he like slaps their hand away? <laughs> it's like, you, you'll never picture Lex Luthor again like that. Yeah, no, no, you won't. No. Must see. Even though we spoiled a lot of stuff for you, there's still... I think I've seen the movie at yeah. this point. No, there's a lot more in, in Oh, it. God, yeah. And it's because also just the banter, and then watching Nathan Lane when he gets upset, like, hurt feelings, mm-hmm. he really lets it all out and just watched it. That's, that's his thing, is his <clears> hand <throat> on his chest. And Robin Williams, there's a scene where he's teaching him how to be a man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Nathan Lane doesn't know, and he's like, here, he's like, when you, when you know... Put some jelly on your toast or something, or butter on your toast. And he's like, not with a spoon or don't dab. He's like, you smear. Men smear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he says, that's what he's like about walking. Because Nathan Lane's very flamboyant. So he walks like a woman, like hand out. Yeah. He's got the hips shaking. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, think Clint Eastwood or something, or one of those, or Dirty Air or yeah. something. And he's walking, and he's like, no good? He's like, no, it's perfect. I just never realized Clint Eastwood walked that way. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like shocked. He's like, no, that was great. <laughs> yeah, he uh, like drops his shoulders and schlubs. <laughs> so, still watch it. Because yes. there is a lot of stuff we did not bring up. <clears throat> but they... I'm trying to think of one of the other like super, super... Big Rob. I mean, he's done a lot of big movies, but I'm trying to picture which one I'm going to have to actually. Well, there are two from my childhood <coughs> that I want to bring up. Okay. Kevin, you... No, no, you, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say one, one that's eh, kind of sort of big. It was uh, What Dreams May Come. Okay, I've never seen that movie. <clears throat> that is a that one will make you tear up too. Yeah, and that's a mind blower as well. Yeah, oh, okay. that one's that one's hard. It so he he ends up. That's another a, Cuba Gooden Jr. Yep. characters in that one. He ends up dying in a, in a car accident. And basically he goes to heaven. Okay. And Cuba Gooden Jr. is like his angel slash spirit guy. <coughs> and so everything he can create, the entire world around him, it can be whatever he wants. Um, but he ends up finding out that, you know, he, he's basically just, you know, sitting there waiting for his wife. But she's so grief-stricken that he, you know, he's no longer there. He died in the accident. 
she commits suicide. And you can't go to heaven. And so in Christian faith, you commit suicide, you go to hell. So then he's like, well, I'm not spending eternity without her. I'm going to get her. So he actually goes to hell to find To find his wife. Sounds dope. Yeah, it's very and it's and it's very artistically done. Yeah, very abstract, I should say. Like, there's all sorts of different colors. Kind, kind of going like, on. Um, uh, oh, what's that one Leo did? Uh, Inception. Okay. Kind of like that, where you see like the world start coming together and fading out mm. and breaking through. You know, <clears throat> I, oh, you go through this one door and it's a completely different world. You know? Yeah. And Cuba's there just as his kind of guide. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to explain to him. He's like, nobody's gone down to hell and come back. He's like, you can't get somebody out. Because I think there's a loophole or something. If he gets her, he can get her out of hell. Mm. And he's like, nobody's ever done that. And then there's certain things where he leads him to a certain point, And he's like, I can't go any further. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he's got to go through the fucking like, fiery gates and shit. And I, it's, it's, it's a... It it's like a, a very cool movie. cool movie. I almost forgot about that one. That that was him, but it's very sad too because you see through the whole movie, it's yeah. basically about like he's heartbroken watching her because it does flashbacks. He's mm-hmm. able to watch what led up to her committing suicide. She was like a painter, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know he's watching her and just watching her sadness and just watching her just, just go down, get, yeah, yeah downhill and just come get set yep. in. Getting very good place vibes from the description of this movie. Yep. Kind of, yes. <laughs> and there's also a Billy Crystal movie that I'm thinking of. I can't remember the name of it. Basically, Billy Crystal dies and he goes to heaven and then they have a trial. It basically, he goes to purgatory and then mm-hmm. he has a trial to figure out if he can go to heaven or hell. Okay. And the whole point of the movie is he lived like a very bland life. But over the course of being in purgatory, he meets a girl, he falls in love, and to make it exciting, at the end of the movie, he has to, like, break out of the hell train and go run over to her because he wants to be with her, and the judges are like, you know what, that was actually exciting, you get to go to heaven. That was actually, that, not to correct you on that, but mm. I'm going to, but <laughs> I do know the movie you're talking about, yeah. It's it wasn't Billy Crystal, I was, like, trying to picture a Billy Crystal movie, that was uh, Albert Brooks. Oh, okay. Albert Brooks, uh, Afro guy, he was in the Twilight Zone yeah. movie. I, I... I haven't seen that movie so. Well, but yeah, it was, it was Billy Crystal. It was a uh, Meryl Streep or Civil Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. That was I think it was Civil Shepherd. So yeah, they they basically they can eat whatever they want, yeah. right? So they, yeah, because they're going through everything's a trial, and they're like, "Have you ever faced like your biggest fear? Have you ever done anything yeah. exciting?" And it is like this whole big panel of people yeah. that you have to prove. And yourself. the girl he falls in love with is was just this <laughs> amazing human person, like down on earth. She was saving lives. She was volunteering. She's just living her life to the best. So like this. The last day of the trial, like, this is just for fun. Let's watch what happens the rest of your life. But (laughs) in the guy I thought was Billy Crystal, and he was like a full-on argument. Like, see, he ate toast. He wanted to eat toast, so he just fucking ate it. And they're like, it's toast. (laughs) (laughs) That was called Defending Your Life. Oh, okay. Yep, and it was Meryl Streep. Alfred Brooks, Rip Torn was in there. I forgot about that one. There's actually quite a few people in that one. Mm. I remember just catching it one time, and just actually a really good movie. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm back sorry, to I, yeah, sorry, I cut you off there. No, by all means, I now know of a really cool Robin Williams movie having a watch. <laughs> uh, besides the Birdcage, want to make you laugh? Want to make you cry? Yeah, I would watch uh, Birdcage. No, no, no. Watch the other one first, uh, and then watch because you'll then get brought watch back. The up. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you need to pick me up. <laughs> yeah. um, I did want to talk about Jumanji. Yeah, because that was an, um, I I was a little kid. That was one of his movies I was allowed to see because it was a kids movie. Um, but 
I really liked that movie. It was, um, I thought it was amazing. The young Christian Dunst, Robin Williams, <coughs> you had the hunter in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, like, the stuff they were doing in the real world, like, oh my god, it was mind-blowing back mm-hmm. then. Yeah. And it was amazing. And in the, re- not even reboots, remakes, just the continuation of the new movies. With they the did rock. the nod. Yeah, so you, they actually go to Alan Parrish's, like, tent he made when he was in the game. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah that's nice. <laughs> yeah. In the jungle, you must wait till you roll a five or eight. Yep. <laughs> Did someone here roll a five or an eight? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I like when a kid cheats and he starts turning into, into that a monkey. monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I remember towards the end of the movie, he's starting to cry, and Robin Williams like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh. And he rips open the back of his pants because he's got a <laughs> fucking, see the like, tail going he's got like a three foot long tail <laughs> hiding back there. <laughs> I like it when he finally gets back into the house and he goes up and showers and cuts his hair and shaves and he's got stuff all over his face. they like, what happened to you? What happened to me? It's my first time shaving. What happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> but he's got like eight freaking little, little uh, pieces of toilet paper yeah. on his face. <laughs> and there's a reason why I switched to electric razor. <laughs> yeah. Well, wasn't uh, David Allen Greer in that? He played the cop. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I think I'm saying the right name. Yeah, David Allen Greer yep. was him. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, not, not David like, Allen Cole. His car gets like trampled. He's just like screaming. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like on the radio trying to talk to like the <laughs> the vine comes in and, t- and yep. grabs it and like takes. It. He's like, "Fine, take it." <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a cute cute kids movie. Though. Yeah, and that's. I mean, it's one of those that you could just sit back and enjoy. You mm-hmm. don't have to be a certain age. You can enjoy it whenever. I'm sure I could still watch it today, but it would mainly because of nostalgia. And if I had never seen the movie in my 30s, I'd be like, what, what am I watching? <laughs> so a guy goes into a board game, but he comes back. Yeah. And, wait a minute, hold on. He goes <laughs> in the board game in the 80s, but then he comes back in 1995. <laughs> yeah. But he aged 40 years. Wait, hold on. The math well, that's plausible. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said you had another one, though. Yes. Or uh, there was one more, and this one actually is a remake of a very old black and white movie, and it's called Flubber. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've seen the original, and I've seen Robin Williams' uh, remake, <coughs> or reboot, or whatever we want to title this. Um, I'm not going to lie, I like the original a lot better than I like the Robin Williams one, but the, the, the one with Robin Williams is definitely just a fun, goofy kids movie. Oh, yeah. And they do a lot of homages to the original <laughs> one. Like, the flying car at the end, and, like, the goo, like, it bounces everywhere. Yeah. They really couldn't do that in the 50s, so when they made this movie in 1997, they're like, oh, we have computers now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have fun. Got a little special effects action. Yeah. We're going to make the little ball dance. Yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> well, you got to remember, too, that was in the hype of, like, after the success of Nutty Professor. Yep. Bring it back. They're like, what other old school things can we bring yeah. back, you know? And I do remember the original was in, like, black and white, and the flubber was supposed to be, like, purple, I think, or something like that. This one was just, like, green gel yep. that was sentient and bounced. <laughs> it's like a, a kinder version of the blob. Yeah. <laughs> it just won't eat you. Yeah. <laughs> so those were my two movies that I did want to talk about, only because they were important to my childhood, because mm. I remember watching them a lot. Well, I uh, there's a trilogy that he's in, that I really like. Um, Night at the Museum. Mm-hmm. He plays... Oh, um, he plays one of the the, 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 the Confederate soldier. What's his no, name? No, no, it's the... Um, not Franklin Roosevelt. Oh, uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I mm-hmm. forgot about that. 
Yeah, and <laughs> I I like him in um in the sec I actually like the second one. Again, him with Hank Azaria <laughs> as uh Common Ra <laughs> who steals the show because he has a lisp in there, except for when he speaks Egyptian. <laughs> he's like he's like trying to talk to uh Ben Stiller and he's like, you know, using Egyptian and then I think he does either Latin or Hebrew and then he's like English. English perhaps. And then <laughs> that's when he gets the lisp. <laughs> but he's got like He's got Napoleon and Ivan the Terrible. He's trying mm-hmm. to, you know, recruit the guys. <clears throat> he's like, he's like, do we, uh, so do we have any questions? Yeah. Why are you wearing a dress? Uh, this is not a dress. This is a tunic. It's a height of fashion. <laughs> and then he's like, do we have any more questions? And then Napoleon raises his hand. He's like, do we have any any more questions? Not about the dress. <laughs> tunic. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Robin Williams is in there as Teddy Williams. He wasn't in the second one so much. Roosevelt. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, yeah. Um, and, uh, and there is one scene in the second one where he's uh, he's just a um, a brass sculpture. Mm-hmm. And then Ben Stiller <laughs> runs by and is like, excuse me, could you uh, do me a favor? I'm missing a couple of body parts. Could you please scratch my nose? <laughs> <laughs> and so they start talking. He's like, have we met before? He's like, oh, well, I have a Teddy like you back in New York, but he's got a, uh, he's like, what, say, say, a body? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's got a body. He's like, and a horse. <laughs> oh, no. And a horse? <laughs> he's like asking him questions about the tablet, and he, and he gives him what he can figure out. He's like, I don't I don't know, what about the Sphinx? Why don't you go ask New York Teddy? I'd love to get his greedy little hands on it. Probably this horse look at two. <laughs> <laughs> they did. You said it was. They only did three, right? You yeah, they the did trilogy? three. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I saw the third one or not. I, the, I know I've seen the that's first the one two. The, in the London, third one, I think. yeah, they got to go back to London. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I saw that one. Um, Tony, you may have seen this movie, but apparently it's on my list of Robin Williams movie. But he's not like the main cast or anything. Mm-hmm. It's called Shakes the Clown. And I was looking at this movie, and this looks messed up, even for, like, 1991. I know I've heard of it. I can't tell you if I've seen it or not. Yeah, I don't ever want to watch that movie. <clears throat> he did a... There was one where, right in the height of all his comedy movies, mm-hmm. he did one that came off as almost, like, really odd. It was it was trying to be fun. It's called Toys. Oh, I remember yeah. that movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I remember it was uh, Joan Cusack, John Cusack's sister, yep. was in it as his sister in the movie, mm-hmm. and it turned out... That she was a toy, like she was fake. Yeah, I still remember seeing the movie poster as a kid for that because it was Robin Williams wearing like an orange bowler hat. Yeah, but in the middle of the bowler hat was another photo of Robin Williams wearing an orange, <laughs> and it just went. Yeah. It's like, it's like a Russian doll type thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember because it came out in like the early nineties, and yeah. I was like, "Ooh, toys!" And my dad's like, "You're not seeing that movie." <laughs> I mean, it was basically kind of kid friendly, but yeah. I remember it was like. But I didn't. I would not have understood that movie if I saw it when I first. Came no, out. I had. A, I watched it as a kid. Yeah. Like I went in when it came out, so I was about fourteen, and you know, going into that, I remember we saw Largo Mall Regal Theaters, <laughs> um, and I watched it, and it's weird because I remember there was like one of their like relatives or something was like a military general or something. Yeah, that was yeah, like the COO to... of the company because Robin Williams' <laughs> and, dad owned it and mm-hmm. died, yeah. and then the military guy took over. Yeah. And, and he was like training kids to yeah. 
do be like fighter pilots and yeah. tank drivers. It was almost kind of like how the Santa Claus three went. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wasn't the military guy John Goodman? It might have been. I don't know why William Hurt comes into my head, but but I, I you might be right. Pause for effect. <clears throat> yep. So but I remember, weird. and I remember it came out around Christmas time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like trying to. It just it was, LL Cool J was in this movie. Yeah, he was one of the military guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, yep. He was like their. I think he ended up was like their stepbrother or something. Jamie Foxx was also in this movie. I could. Yeah, I, I want to say he was like a step relative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Gambon was the lieutenant general. Oh, I lieutenant can't picture the face. Lieutenant <laughs> <laughs> Diane. Well, I remember there's there's a couple others that I'm not gonna really talk on too much because I don't remember them all that well but I saw them pretty quickly like The World According to Garp mm. I remember I saw them one time or a couple times it's, it, it caught Garp. my interest that's the only thing I can remember what's that? Garp this yeah. is the noise he made <laughs> <laughs> there was another one that's <clears throat> very dramatic called The Fisher King mm. uh, about a homeless guy and you know that was him and Jeff Bridges? Uh, yeah, yes I think you're right on that and anyway, they help kind of help each other, and one's a little cuckoo, and they both might be a little cuckoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, not going to talk too much on that one, because I'm, I'm going to mess up the whole premise, so I don't want to do that. I've uh, only seen half of this movie, but it's critically acclaimed to be his probably his worst movie, Death the Smoochie. Oh, yeah. I think that's Edward Norton's worst movie, too. And uh, John Stewart, he was in that. He oh, a, yeah. He had a pretty big role in that movie. I think everyone tries to forget that movie exists. <laughs> I, I I would love to know where, like, because that was, like, pretty high up in Norton's career. Mm-hmm. Where he was, like, either up and coming. They're like, well, let's do this. This sounds like a good idea. You know like, what? <laughs> it was after American History X, so he was um, he was nominated for an Oscar for that movie. And he's like, you know what? Let's just do Death to Smoochie, apparently. And that's death to that movie. Is what, <laughs> yeah. so that, what and happened. a few careers. <laughs> that movie's so bad. That's the problem with Hollywood, man. You can be as high up. You do yep. one bad movie, and it takes you a while to get back up there again. Yep. Because everybody thinks <coughs> we lost their thunder. <coughs> There's a. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. Kind of a going back to the funnier side <laughs> is um, RV. Yeah, that was that was another like little family movie mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. Again, <coughs> Jeff Bridges, uh, the the other family mm-hmm. with them. Who was the wife in that? Oh, man. So I remember they were going on a road trip or something. Like, yes. weren't they renting the RV? They didn't own it. Well, so it. He, was, he was actually supposed to be um, uh, JoJo. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember her, the singer. She was his daughter. Okay. The wife, uh, Cheryl Hines. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's why I remember. Yeah, she's the wife in uh, Larry, Larry David's show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I actually like her. She's She's a decent actor. He's the only ass? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he's trying to take them. They're supposed to go on a vacation to Hawaii, but his boss needs him to um, help with the merger of some company, and it's supposed to be leading to, like, a big promotion for him, too. Yeah. And uh, so he ends up hijacking the... The uh, the Hawaii the Hawaii trip and they're like hey why don't we just go on a road trip to Colorado <laughs> why because <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting need more money in the future yeah <laughs> no he, that's the thing is he doesn't tell him no I know I'm saying yeah. that's what I would say oh well, yeah 
Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's that's pretty funny with him trying to trek that thing to and from because he tries to take or well, he takes it to a meeting. Yep, <laughs> and he gets stuck on the off road thing. <laughs> I remember. I, I, I do remember that one um, again. But that was that's another one that's just like just fun family. Yeah, yeah. Or, you don't I mean, go you can into watch it with expecting whoever. anything. <clears throat> but we do have. Well, we got a little bit of time left, so. Why don't we, or do you want to talk about another one? No, I've talked like, about all my favorite movies. Yeah. Patrick has favored it out. He well, is to be fair, we've only mentioned, but Goodwill Hunting. Hunting. Um, oh, he wasn't yeah. the star, but uh, that was that was really high up there in one of his better movies. Yeah, another, when you get to like serious mm-hmm. type roles and stuff. Uh, I like that, I liked him in, in uh, what's his name? Matt and, Damon? No, not Matt Damon. The, 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 professor the math that, guy? Yeah, uh, the I professor that wanted to... He was also in all the Marvel stuff. He's the... Uh, he was in the Thor movies. He yeah. was the doctor. Yeah. Good. Natalie Portman's like professor. I can't remember his name. Yeah, he went crazy in the second Thor. He's yep. like half nuts. But and that then guy... Loki controlled his mind in the first <laughs> Avengers movie. Yep. You know who we're talking uh, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like, I like them to their arguments. Yeah. Because apparently Robin Williams is... They, they illustrate in the movie, or in, in not so many words, basically, that Robin Williams is actually smarter... <clears throat> but he got the, the angle award. Yeah, the, the credit. Yeah, and I, I just love their argument. He's like, you and your fucking award. He's like, do you want the award? I'll give you the damn thing. He's like, no, I don't want you if you smug motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I want you piece of shit award. And I just, do like the end when uh, Matt Damon puts like a little note in Robin Williams' like mailbox mm-hmm. and he reads the note. He's like, fucker stole my line. And you yep. just see Matt Damon driving off in the distance. <laughs> yep. Like, I'm going to go see a girl or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I got to go see a girl. Yeah. Well, and another part about that one, too, I know it wasn't the Robin Williams portion of it, but when at the very at the very end, like you're talking about it, near the mm-hmm. very end when, um, you know, Ben's, uh, Ben Affleck's going to pick him up. Yeah. And he's not there, and then, but he had told him yeah. earlier in the movie, he's like, you know what the greatest part of my day is? He's like, when I come and pick you up, he's like, I knock on the door, and for a split second, I hope you don't answer. Yeah. And you will have gotten out of here. Also, and lived your life fuck, or something along those yeah, lines. Fuck you, Ben. You don't want your best friend to be here. You just wanted to skip town without <laughs> saying, "Screw you." Well, he, well, he, but the point of it was. Oh, I understood the he, sentiment, but still, screw you. He you wanted want him your... to get out of that town because he knew he was so much better than what they were doing. Like they were all just working construction, oh, drinking, yeah. getting into fights. But he's like, "Dude, you got a gift. What the fuck are you doing here?" Mm. <clears throat> and he really didn't want to leave because he just liked what he was doing. Like he didn't want to be put through pressure. I don't even think he accepted the job. No, he At just went to go chase Liv Tyler. No, no, that was a uh, uh, looks like Liv Tyler. Mimi, uh, Mini, Mini, Driver, Mini Driver, Mini Driver, Mini Driver, <laughs> Mimi. <laughs> We're going to talk about Drew. Like Perry. even like uh, <coughs> when he was working with the the math professor, he's just like, "No, I'm done. I'm I'm in love with the girl. I'm going to go follow her up to." wasn't Harvard, it was somewhere else. Yeah, wherever she was. They were to. already in Harvard. I think yeah. she was going to MIT, and he went to go follow her there. He makes a fool out of that one guy in the bar. Mm. <clears throat> I got her number. How about them apples? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you sitting here spouting out. He's like, you're just regurgitating what you just learned this semester or last week or what you read. To be fair, I still use that trick he does in like the shop on little kids because I think it's amazing and funny. Like, I'll pick up like a little thing, but like if the little kids at dinner and they look bored, I'm like, here's a magic trick. And I'll just pick up a butter. And I was like, I'm gonna make it disappear. One. Two, and then throw it back behind my head. The parents are like, you're making a mess. And the kids are like, ha ha, I saw that. I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm a good babysitter. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to spin off that, but we're still talking about movies, and it's 
about the same movie, but when they did the parody version of that in uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back in the Kevin Smith movie, they're they're on the they walk under the set of Goodwill Hunting Two oh, hunting yeah, season. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, it's them two, but then it's a I think it might have been the actual same guy. And he's like, you know, Will's he's like, what'd I tell you? You'd be back in here spooting this out, and then the guy makes him look like a fool. And he's like, now how do you like them apples? And you turn around, he's like I don't like them apples, Will. And he turns around and shoots him with a shotgun through his chest. He's like, applesauce, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like blood everywhere. Goodwill hunting. Yeah. It's hunting season. It was Matt Damon and um, Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah they all reprised yeah. the role for that parody. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. But that was a good one. Also, well, there's that emotional scene, too, where he gets him to talk about you know yeah, his childhood and, you know... <clears throat> Yeah, and he's like, he kept saying, it's not your fault, it's not your fault. And yeah, he's yeah. like hugging him and he's like, pulls out crying. But they also have those couple emotional moments that turn out funny when he was talking about his wife. And mm-hmm. he's like, one time she's like, she farted, she farted in her sleep. He like, woke up the dog and I didn't have the heart to tell her. So I, you know, it was me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have the heart to tell her. But no, that is Goodwill Hunting is a solid movie. Again, it, actually, his kind of character in that reminded me a lot of his character in that movie Awakenings I was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, different type of doctor, one yeah. psychiatrist, but <clears throat> that kind of serious look with the beard and everything. And if, if he has a beard, you know it's a serious movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No real. Robin Williams got a beard. God damn it. I was hoping for some funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we are. You get. We have a, a honorable mention, you know, because a lot of people do know him as Aladdin, or, yeah. rather, or the genie from Aladdin, yep. but uh, he was also in Fern Gully, mm-hmm. the bat. That's the right. Yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. All right, Gummy, we're going to war. <laughs> I think he was also in Happy Feet, too, wasn't he? he yes, was of... he was one of the penguins in Happy Feet. <clears throat> he was one of the Happy Feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, man. So we have run a long gambit here of Mr. Robin Williams. Well, there's so much to talk about with him, but we are getting close to the end of this show. I'm going to ask a similar question I asked in the last one. Where, what, would what, you, what would you like to see Robin Williams do if he was still around? I'm not. Or would you have liked to have seen him done? I don't know. I kind of want to raise him to the dead and see if he can be funny as a zombie. <laughs> kind of like Bill Murray as a zombie in yeah. Zombie Land. Yeah. Robin fucking Williams. <laughs> Five people alive in the world and one of us Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> well, I think the when we did it with Tom Cruise, like there was definitely a genre in movies that he hasn't done. So yeah. we would like to... Is there a genre that Robin Williams hasn't done? I mean, he really hasn't. If you want to do technical, uh, same thing with Tom Cruise, really hasn't done horror. I mean, yeah. he's done suspense thriller. True. We've seen him as the bad guy this time. Yeah. Um, but it, he's done dramas. He's done rom- uh, rom-coms. He's done, definitely done comedies. Yep. Thrillers. He's never done action, but also, I can't picture him doing an action movie. But wouldn't that be fun? No. <clears throat> like, I'm already upset about this. I was just thinking about, like, John Wick starring John Williams. No, uh, Robin Williams. Like, no. But how awesome would that be? Though? <laughs> I don't know where he's just like... Just <laughs> actually, I, I, I got a fucking pencil. <laughs> I would actually like to see Robin Williams, and I don't. I'm not going to name a specific one, but in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, okay. Maybe oh. he doesn't have to be the lead character, but a good yeah. solid supporting. But definite, yeah. 
like just give him a quirky character, whether it be funny or just odd, or have him be like the real hyped up guy. Like he could be do like a, a Quentin Tarantino seventies movie where he's like a hippie that's on cocaine all the time because we know he can do the talking fast thing. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, now that you brought that up, I could definitely see him in the movie Four Rooms in the Last Room, okay, playing like um. Uh, the Bruce Willis character, just walking around, just swearing, talking on the phone, yeah. and then just drunk. It's like, oh, we're doing this? We're fucking doing this. Yep. I can see him <laughs> being Bruce Willis in four rooms. See, so this is why we go around the table like this. Well, you don't <laughs> think you can think of something, but then we but brainstorm it a little yeah. bit, and then we get something. But yeah, I don't know exactly which one it would be, um, but just I, I would like to see him in a Tarantino-style movie. I mean, he could even be like... Uh, what was that one that did? I don't think it was a Tarantino movie, but it was very Tarantino-esque. Uh, that uh, Worst Times at the Hotel El Royale or something. Oh, or, oh, oh. Um, I don't know if that was Tarantino, but it was a very Tarantino-style type mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, because it was like <clears throat> eight different people that checked in. Yep. And one of them is, was like, was he looking for a fugitive or... Yeah, one of them was a cop. Mm-hmm. and But it's, it's the movie, run. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. And... I apologize for butchering the name of the movie, but it's all these things happen, but then it goes backwards again, and you see it from different perspectives. Right. Okay. So you see the same exact thing over and over again, but from everybody's different point of view. So like, somebody gets shot in a hotel room, <clears throat> then you get to see that there's a wall in hotel room that's like see through from the other side, like almost like a two way mirror mm. or a one way mirror, really, and. You look through it, and he's watching. And the person finds his back way and sees this action happening. And then there's another person outside that hears it and sees what happens after it, and it's <clears throat> very unique. But like, just have him as a side character in that, or really any of them. Yeah. I mean, look, he put Michael Keaton in Jackie Brown. I mean, yeah. You never thought that Michael Keaton would have yeah. fit in with that style of movie, mm-hmm. but he did. I thought he did pretty well. <clears throat> That's what I would like. What you also that? put him in the other guys. Yep. yep. <laughs> Don't go chasing waterfalls. No. <laughs> I never do. I never do. All right, so you you got you can see him in four rooms yeah. at the end as Bruce Willis's character. I can just see him in a Quentin Tarantino film. What about you, Gavin? Did he get anything? That's uh I have I can't really think of anything. Like I don't know if I'd like him being like a monster or, you know, something like that in a horror film, mm-hmm. like where he's, you know, kind of like a, <laughs> well, maybe a uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but you'd have to have someone completely different to play Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Yeah. Like he could be Jekyll and he could be the funny Jekyll, uh, but Mr. Hyde, he would, he'd have to, there'd be, he would literally have to do a full transformation into this other person. <laughs> okay. I could see that. Like a nutty professor, but with horror. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then, and so he has to live with, you know, knowing there's this other side of him killing or, you know, doing bad stuff Yeah. outside of that. Yeah. And you can do it very much like Mr. Brooks, where when he's alone, like the mirror, he sees the other person talking right, yeah, to him, or yeah, maybe right. he's in the same room with him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, this would ruin it for a lot of people, but he's already not, not creepy. I would like to see him be... In a type of movie, not because I want to see this situation happen, but it would be interesting to see him in a movie where it's almost like a psychological thriller, but he's like an abusive father. Mm. Who, like, beats his wife, beats his kids, 
very controlling because I can I can picture Robin Williams being able to snap into mm-hmm. a crazy factor like that. that. You know, almost like yeah. almost like a small suburban neighborhood, and he's the really happy, nice guy. So it seems like the perfect family, but and behind, you know, but he's behind closed the, doors, uh, and then you pan down to the dark head hallway. He's the HOA, and he's yep. on the PTO meetings, yep. and then. Yep, like he's out there mowing the lawn, he's doing a barbecue, and then it, you know, flashes forward to, you know, you just see a bottle slam down, and his wife comes out, why are you always got a drink? He's fucking slaps the shit out of her, and then the kid's screaming, he's got dead bodies in the back, he starts killing the neighbors when they come over because they're trying to help. That's what the Robin Williams movie I want to see. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I got dark. That <laughs> went from, okay, to what the fuck? Well, I was trying to illustrate... The people need to understand. You went from beating your wife to dead bodies in the yeah. backyard and killing the neighbors. Because that's where it goes, Patrick. <laughs> well, because the neighbors see the wife, she got a black eye, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, is everything fine? And Rob Williams pops up, oh, it's, oh she's fine, you know. Ready, 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 And then he invites him over, and one of the neighbors comes over, walks in the house because he's trying to buy sugar, not or borrow sugar, but then... Robin Williams is there, and the neighbor sees something, sees the little kid getting, like, screaming in the back, so now Robin Williams has to kill this guy. Um, But he, like, works for some local junkyard or something so he can crush the bodies up and stuff. You've thought about this. No, this is coming to my head right now. This is like a screenplay. No, I am literally coming up with this on the fly right now, because this is how excited I am about this Robin Williams movie. Well, unfortunately... (laughs) I hate to break Sorry it to to tell It's you. already been broken. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> Get a Robin Williams lookalike. <laughs> Somebody like that. But anyway, that's what I want to see. That would be exciting. I hope you guys enjoy it when yeah. it's written. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll read your screenplay. <laughs> yeah. All right. But Not alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or at least the door will be locked. <laughs> I'll just stare at you while you read it. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I'll be, you'll be in the recliner. I'll just be sitting in the it's corner. constantly over your shoulder. <laughs> Eating cereal, just staring at you. <laughs> I hear the the spoon clink on the ball. Clink, clink. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I won't say anything. I'll just stare at you. <laughs> at some point, I'll be like, "The apartment's yours. I'm going to my mom's. Yeah. I'm gonna go live. There. That's where I live now." <laughs> Bye. Yeah. He shows Take up at his mom's. Cat. I'm like, "Oh, hey, Patrick. She's yeah. like your friend. <laughs> Came over. <laughs> he just brought over a screenplay. No, <laughs> still eating cereal <laughs> yeah, in the kitchen. <laughs> hey, Patrick." <laughs> Oh, man, but we are out of time. Actually, we ran a little over, but that was fun. I like to do that. (laughs) So don't worry, everybody. We won't make that movie, and I won't follow Patrick Brown. But you say that. Yes, I do say that. We'll find out next week on our next episode. But until then, this is Movie Talks and Chill. Uh, For Movie Talks and Chill, we're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick very scared of Tony right now, Wall. What did you think of my script? Oh, Jesus. All right, guys, take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul the Rock. <laughs>